This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind here tonight. It is Ian in the studio with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we have there completely free. We've got a lot of stuff, and it's all there for you, including... Uh, stuff like our mobile site. If you got one of those smartphones, you can just type in m.freetalklive.com to get quick access to our live streams and our podcast. Uh, so go to m.freetalklive.com for that and enjoy the rest of the site because it is all brought to you free, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for accessing their websites. We do it free. Freetalklive.com. And of course, we will talk to you about whatever might happen to be on your mind. Big news today. I believe it uh, yet hit the news today. Because the Pentagon, the government people were begging, actually, excuse me, yesterday was when this hit, the uh, WikiLeaks, they've released yet another batch of um, a boatload of documents that reveal some, well, stuff the Pentagon really did not want revealed about their uh, military adventurism in Iraq and Afghanistan. In fact, earlier in the week... According to the Associated Press, the Pentagon on Monday asked media organizations not to publish any classified war files released by the WikiLeaks website. Come on. What, what is the point in that? If anybody wants to know what these classified documents are, they can go to WikiLeaks.com. Is it .com? The dot .whatever. Yeah. And just look for WikiLeaks. You'll find it. Uh, but, well, I mean, the point of it, Mark, is to try to uh, quash as much discussion, uh, as much awareness of this as possible. And, of course, them even coming out and saying, please don't publish these documents is this bringing more attention go to look. it. <laughs> so, I mean, it was like, uh, what, it was a couple weeks ago, there was a story about how the Pentagon actually bought up 10,000 copies of a former uh, soldier's book. Yeah, like a lieutenant colonel. Yeah, who had written some sort of a, you know, autobiography about his uh, experiences in the, in the military. And, and they weren't exactly shimmering, you know? And they didn't like that very much, and uh, they, they believed that there was something in there that he shouldn't have revealed, so they went up and they just bought the entire first printing. And of course, he came out with a second printing. He did come out with a second printing, but he did retract uh, or redact some of the things that uh, that they didn't want in there. But there's a PDF online of that too. Is there? Yeah. I believe I would believe there is. And of course, the, they immediately created collector uh, collectors' items out of any of the books that might have. Don't worry, some of the Pentagon staff snatched them up, and yeah. uh, they're selling them on eBay. Don't worry. Right, might have snuck their way out of uh, of the the factory. So, oh, the factory, yeah, that makes sense too. Well, the, yeah, that, because the they literally bought up pallets of these these books before they could even ship them out to the bookstores. So, uh, so yeah, so earlier this week they were ba- basically begging the, the, the media to not release any of this information, and luckily it looks like the media has not paid attention to that because they have gone ahead and released the info, uh, reports coming out and everything from ABC News to the New York Times to The Guardian. And when it comes to coverage of the U.S. military and their adventurism around the world, I, I, I tend to turn to places like The Guardian and, and uh, media organizations that are not based in the United States to get the best, uh, the best reporting. I, I believe that the best reporting on those matters, the matters that could be critical toward the U.S. military, are likely to come from outside of the United States. I tend to agree. So here's a story from uh, The Guardian over in the UK. A grim picture of the US and Britain's legacy in Iraq has been revealed in a massive leak of American military documents that detail torture, summary executions, and war crimes. Almost 400,000 secret U.S. Army field reports have been passed to The Guardian and a number of other international media organizations via the whistleblowing website WikiLeaks. 
The electronic archive is believed to emanate from the same dissident U.S. Army intelligence analyst who earlier this year is alleged to have leaked a smaller tranche of 90,000 logs chronicling bloody encounters and civilian killings in the Afghan war. The new logs detail how, and obviously this is a summary because there's a lot, U.S. authorities failed to investigate hundreds of reports of abuse. Is that that Bradley Manning fellow? Is that the one they don't name him by name here. I, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, U.S. authorities failed to investigate hundreds of reports of abuse, torture, rape, and even murder by Iraqi police and soldiers whose conduct appears to be systematic and normally unpunished. But then again, of course, what, ob- what obligation do they have to investigate such reports? They don't have an obligation to investigate a report of such a thing here. You can report something stolen from your, uh, your car or your home, and they might send somebody out to take a report, but that doesn't mean they'll do any investigating. Sometimes, I mean, <laughs> people call in and tell us it, it took days for cops to show up to... Just uh, to even come a, out? Yeah, to, get, to give a, a property slip. U.S. helicopter gunship uh, involved in a notorious Baghdad incident had previously killed Iraqi insurgents after they tried to surrender. More than 15,000 civilians died in previously unknown incidents. U.S. and U.K. officials have insisted that no official record of civilian casualties exists, but the logs record 66,081 noncombatant deaths out of a total of 109,000 fatalities. So on one hand, the officials are claiming that there is no official record of civilian casualties. On the other hand, the the documents that have just been released show otherwise. So really, well, you just why can't would you want to admit anything. to how many uh, civilian casualties there were in the war that you started? That turns out was for nothing. I mean, you know, the the, the I, I know everybody's going to call and they're going to they're going to just uh, fill the phone lines. Oh, Saddam was a bad guy. Yeah, Saddam was a bad guy. Where's the yellow cake? Who put him in charge again? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in case you don't know, it was the United States federal government. No. The history in the Middle East only started on September 11, 2001. <laughs> you must ignore all history that existed in the Middle East prior to 2001. If you think you've heard something, it's got to be a lie spread by the Muslims who hate our freedom. Well, and clearly, Mark, even if history did start on September 11, 2001, clearly the fact that some men who were not from Iraq uh, <laughs> that flew some planes into uh, some buildings, the fact that that happened and that th- a few thousand folks, uh, Americans... Uh, died in the World Trade Center that uh, fell to the ground after that. Uh, the fa- all it's of that tragedy. completely justifies murdering thousands more civilians, right? Doesn't that justify the cold-blooded murder? Oh, no, it's okay. It's, it's war, so it's just collateral damage. It's not murder when the military does it. Yeah, well, the mil- military does it. But, you know, if, if something terrible happened in my home and the, and the, 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 the bad man is running out, of the str- out in the street and I pull out my handgun and I shoot at him as he's running down the street, and in the process I kill three people, have I committed murder? Oh, wait, I was trying to get the bad man. Hmm. The numerous reports of detainees. Which, by the way, Osama bin Laden never captured. The numerous reports of detainee abuse, often supported by medical evidence, describe prisoners shackled, blindfolded, and hung by their wrists or ankles, and subjected to whipping, punching, kicking, or electric shocks. Six reports end with the detainee's apparent death. We don't know how that happened. As recently as December, the Americans were passing a video apparently showing Iraqi army officers executing a prisoner in northern Iraq. The log states, quote, the footage shows approximately 12 Iraqi army soldiers. Ten IA soldiers were talking to one another while two soldiers held the detainee. The detainee had his hands bound. The footage shows the IA soldiers moving the detainee into the street, pushing him to the ground, 
punching him and shooting him. The report named at least one perpetrator and was passed to coalition forces, but the logs reveal the coalition has a formal policy of ignoring such allegations. Formal policy. So the allegations are that... They don't just ignore them. They have a policy to ignore them. The allegations are that the Iraqi army soldiers here were treating this prisoner completely inappropriately, and their policy is, well, we don't care. The the policy of uh, the United States and and Great Britain, who are over there overseeing still, or were at that time? No investigation is necessary, uh, according to the records. And simply, they pass reports to the same Iraqi units implicated in the violence. Here you go. You guys. Somebody says you beat somebody up and then yeah. killed him, executed no. him right in the street. Right. Now, make sure you investigate yourself real nice. <laughs> do, a really thorough, th- do a real thorough job now. Not that we expect to see anything, because uh, we're not going to check on you. So here you go. Have a report. You know, and, and, and people might say, and, uh, you know, to some extent this comes up for me, look, this is Iraqis handling, handling Iraqis, Iraqi problems. What does this have to do with the United States? But I think that it, what it really comes down to is, look, this is the government that the United States set up. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it's still and there occupying. And would have had to if it didn't go in and mess up the government that, that was there before. Yes, the government was there before, and it stunk. And the it's... government's there that now stinks. Yep. Why did you have to to mortgage my kid's future for this? 1-800-259. trillion dollars is the price tag for this now? 9231. That's 800-259-9231. Your thoughts on the WikiLeaks uh, allegations, or I guess it's probably more than allegations. A lot of this is absolutely documented officially. Uh, or bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you are, as always, invited to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Again, 800-259-9231. You can join us online, freetalklive.com, and enjoy the features you'll find there free. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their sites. We give ours away. In fact, you can create the content of the site. Everything you see in the main column of the page when you go to freetalklive.com was created by a listener like you. So right now, actually, there's uh, I think the top story is about the Orlando Fully Informed Jury Association outreach, which is very interesting. A judge calling those folks idiots, and uh, there's some very major frustration going on in Orlando in the court system there because of what just a, a handful of activists have been doing. Right, flexing a thousand-year-old right. Yeah, it's a great story, uh, and that's right at the top of the page. Thanks to listeners like you for creating the content over there. You can go and submit whatever it is you find online that you think is interesting, and then our other listeners will vote, and the most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. So how soon do you want to start teaching that child that's special to you about the ideas of liberty? I figured I couldn't start soon enough. An Island Called Liberty is a picture book for children, and I read it to my son, Jack, all the time. It's kind of like Ayn Rand meets Dr. Seuss. Its simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorites. Go now to freemarketunderdog.com. See some samples there. Order today. There's a 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live with coupon code FTL. An Island Called Liberty 
at freemarketunderdog.com. So the WikiLeaks organization has brought out yet another boatload of uh, documentation. Almost 400,000 secret U.S. Army field reports have been passed on to The Guardian and other media organizations via WikiLeaks. Uh, This uh, documentation outlining all kinds of things, uh, specifically involving uh, abuse, not just on the part of the Iraqi police, which are, of course, you know, still a part of the uh, the whole U.S. effort over there, but also on uh, on the parts of the the U.S. military members as well. Uh, cases of alleged abuse by U.S. and U.K. troops are detailed in the logs. Uh, in two Iraqi cases, postmortems revealed evidence of death by torture. On August of uh, 2009, a U.S. medical officer found bruises and burns as well as visible injuries to the head, arm, torso, legs, and neck on the body of one man claimed by police to have killed himself. On December of 2008, another detainee said by police to have died of bad kidneys was found to have evidence of some type of unknown surgical procedure being done on his abdomen. Pentagon spokesperson that have possibly been about told the New York Times this week that under its procedure, when reports of Iraqi abuse were received, the U.S. military quote notes the responsible government of Iraq agency or ministry for investigation and follow up. Logs also illustrate the readiness of U.S. forces to unleash unleash lethal force. In one chilling incident, they detail how an Apache helicopter gunship gunship gunned down two men in February of 2007. The suspected insurgents had been trying to surrender, but a lawyer back at the base told the pilots that you can't surrender to an aircraft. The Apache, call sign Crazy Horse 18, was the same unit and helicopter based at Camp Taji outside Baghdad that later that year in July mistakenly killed two Reuters employees and wounded two children in the streets of Baghdad. So apparently after the men attempted to surrender to the helicopter pilots, they just decided to gun them down. Uh, there's just Obviously there's more to this, but uh, there are 400,000 reports 400,000, that's not pages, that's 400,000 secret reports that have been uh, released. So presumably more than uh, half a million pages uh, for you to look around through if you feel like uh, digging through this yourself. But what uh, if you've been paying attention to what's really been going on over there, if you, if you pay attention to the war and how things, uh, how it goes, uh, instead of just kind of letting the U.S. media do the reporting for you, this is none of this should really come as a surpri- as a surprise. You put men uh, with guns uh, and an attitude over in a, in another place, and you tell them that they can get away with murder. Right, and no then, responsibility. I think is more than uh, is a big is a bigger issue. Yeah, that, that you know, there's there's they don't no- have a lot of life experience either, which is probably a good thing for a soldier to not have to uh, you know. Whereas at a, as a forty year old guy, I might you know be thinking about should I be doing this? Should I be doing this? You know. On the battlefield, maybe you just need to pull the trigger. But, uh, you know, that doesn't make for justice. Uh, That's, uh, you know, justice isn't going to be the first and primary uh, uh, responsibility of a soldier, you know? It's all so unnecessary, and it's not a surprise to me at all. It's just that I think it's it's good news it's finally coming out. This information is coming out after being locked down uh, by the U.S. military, the U.S. military attempting to do everything they could to keep this information out of the, uh, the, the mainstream media. And so it's hitting. Let's get your thoughts. You're welcome to uh, share them, or you can bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to James to start things out, listening to WFLA in Florida. Hello, James. Hi, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I got a couple things. I mean, you know, first of all, I don't know how you execute or prosecute a war without killing civilians. 
I mean, that's just the way it is. It's the way it's going to be. War's ugly. It sucks. But the the bottom line is, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to go in and do any kind of maneuver where there's there's going to be no casualties, no no innocent people die. That's just the way it goes. I and think you're probably thing, right. And the other thing too is the our armed forces are there to do two things: kill people and break things. Yeah, that's, that's what the military does. That's, that's all they're trained to do. That's all they're supposed to be doing over there. So to 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 try to to say that that. You know, we're going to get justice from the military. There's no justice there. You're not. They're not there for justice. Agreed. They 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 are there to make sure that that they kill people that are trying to kill them. Oh, I don't expect and, anything else from them. I just think it's well, important to put this information out there because the the military tries to paint itself as this organization that you know they they don't even want you to see the coffins coming home. Uh, they don't want you to think about the violence. They don't want you to see the violence, even though that's what's going on. And that you're right that they do blow things up and they do kill people and they don't care a whit about justice or anything like that. It's important to get that information out there publicly so people can uh, can see it and can. Consider it, and uh, maybe then they won't support war in the future. It is a government by the people, right? Well, I, I don't disagree with you there, but the, the problem is this. All right, we, we have a military uh, a complex that is the best on the planet, best that ever was on the planet. And, and the only thing that, that they're doing now is policing. They're not, yes. they're not set up to be a police force. Agreed, absolutely. They, but, but politicians... And, and the other thing but is, wait a second, look, before you me, go on, I, I, you're, you're making a great point. Politicians and the, the brass have it set up so that a military... The United States hasn't been in uh, you know, an aggressive... In, you know, they're, they're not intended to be aggressors and taking land or anything. So what is the military being used for? It's being used as a policing force, and it's a really right. poor use of, of a... Uh, of, uh, of the military. Well, and the other thing too is is that that if we were allowed to go in there and and, and make war on these people and and you know the way that war is supposed to be. I mean, it's supposed to be the most horrible thing that could ever be brought against uh, another. You know, we we're not supposed to use measured uh, measured hits on people. We should have gone in there and we should have absolutely decimated the place and said, look, this is what happens when you mess around. We have What a did they machine. mess around to do? What did the Iraqi people do to you, dude? No, look, I got nothing against the Iraqi people. Except, but except you want to see them decimated. No, no, no. You're missing the point. Well, the you point can make your this, point in a moment, James. Hang on. We'll bring you back here at 800-259-9231. What is the point, then? I, th- I thought that's what he said, Mark. I thought he wanted to go and decimate Iraq. We'll see if he can clarify for us here in a moment. 800-259-9231. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. 
toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site there free, so enjoy those, including listening options. So we've got a bunch of different ways for you to tune in. Of course, you get your local radio stations. And also, if you don't happen to have a local radio station you can listen to Free Talk Live with, you can go to listen.freetalklive.com and enjoy our broadband or dial-up versions of the streams, where we've actually got the latest episode of the program running around the clock. And, of course, they're free. Also, our listen lines allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. Again, 24-7, the latest Free Talk Live at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Uh, talk radio is is full of gold ads. Um, you know, there, there's a dizzying array of companies out there that are offering you gold. And when I tried to purchase gold several years ago, I found it very confusing. I didn't know what I was buying. They wanted me to buy a numismatic, don't get bullion, the government might confiscate bullion. I don't know. Uh, I What I... What I tried to do, I, I, I educated myself on this subject, and, and what I tried to do is, is make it easy for people. Go to gold.freetalklive.com. I picked out some coins there that are intended to get gold or silver into your hands so that you have it for the purposes of a hedge against inflation, investment, barter currency, whatever it is that you want it for. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right. We're going to continue here uh, with your phone calls. Started out the show talking about the huge amount of documentation that WikiLeaks has revealed uh, again. I mean, they've already done this once. Now they've done it again, much to the chagrin of those in the uh, the U.S. military and the Pentagon begging media organizations to not print some of this information. And indeed, from what I understand, they may have not printed some of it, but uh, there's a whole lot that has come out, and it really reveals a real, uh, more realistic picture of what war has been like or what these wars in Iraq and Afghanistan have been like. And as James in Florida, listening to WFLA, has put it, well, this shouldn't come as a surprise. It's what the military does. They are a you know, band of killers, and it's their job to blow things up and, uh, and kill people. And James, you had said something right before we went to break, wanted to make sure you had a chance to clarify it. You said something to the effect of you thought that uh, the U.S. military should have just gone in there and, and just, you know, wiped them out or what was it you were saying? Well, let me let me be clear on on what I am saying, and that is that you know if, if you as a government decide that you're going to go to war with somebody, then it's not a measured response. Uh, it, it should be to go in there and absolutely decimate the 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 the, the person or the or the the people that you're going to war with. So. I personally have nothing against the Iraqi people. I got nothing against Iraq. I got nothing against Iran. But if if we are going to go to war with them, then we ought to bring it. And well, and do you wait a minute? Do you think that there should be should it be brought? Should the war have happened in the first place? Well, I, I the only thing I could tell you is that that there were 17 instances of UN resolutions saying, "Please stop. Please don't do this." Saddam, if you do this again, we're going to do this. And, and you know, the guy didn't listen. So, you know, after 17 resolutions, I think we were patient. I think so we, you think well, the wait, UN wait a second, is... wait a second. The U.N. didn't want the United States to go in to Iraq. That's why the, the President Bush got, like, Iceland and Poland to send a couple of guys uh, so that they could call it this unilateral thing. But, in fact, uh, you know, he pulled in a, a bunch of favors. The U.N. didn't want him to do it. So I don't think it's really fair to use uh, whatever... You know, Saddam wasn't doing that. The UN asked, um, as as an example. I mean, that's that's not really those well, aren't good criteria. The UN didn't want well, the United States to go in. 
I think that if you go back and look at it, we had Britain, we had Germany, we had Spain. We had a lot more than just Iceland and a couple of dudes walking around. It wasn't much. Why is it it the U.N. matters anyway to both of you? What do you care what the U.N. thinks? Well, I'm just – he was using it. I I think that that's the key point. What I'd like to do is I'd like to gut the U.N., and put homeless there because I think it'd be a much better use of space. But that's a that's a. Uh, but yet you fall back on what time. the UN was. You fall back on the UN as your backup for what you're saying. No, I don't fall back on it. What I'm saying is that they issued these warnings saying if you don't do this, then we're going to do that, and they did 17 of them. And I don't care what body issues the the warning, but the fact is is that that we weren't satisfied that that what was supposed to happen. So let me see if I'm clear as to what you're saying here. You're saying that uh, if Saddam Hussein, who is the dictator of uh, the country called Iraq, the plot of land called Iraq, if he doesn't do what some arbitrary group of bureaucrats calling themselves the U.N. demand that he does, then you think it's okay that it's a good thing to go in and just bomb people. But instead you want to kick all the U.N. out of the United States. Wait a minute. Let's, Let's say this. We we only stopped bombing Saddam Hussein because he agreed to a number of terms. It had nothing to do with the U.N. except for the fact that he agreed that, okay, in order for us to stop getting bombed, I'm going to agree to these terms. And then once, he, once the bombing stopped, he immediately went against the, the terms of the agreement. So the fact of the matter is, is I don't really care what body issued the orders. The fact is, is that he was issued... Uh, a, a list of demands to cease. Wait, that's our, our that wasn't what the call was about. The call's about a civilians, okay? And my question, you know, why is well, it that this guy named but... Saddam Hussein really matters? I mean, you know, if if that was really the big deal, put a huge bounty on Saddam's head. I mean, you could have put a hundred billion dollars on his head and saved a, a tremendous cheaper. amount of money. Why is it that the United States military had to just believe? these lies out of Egypt that were obtained by torture and uh, go ahead and go for the yellow cake thing. Because it wasn't about Saddam Hussein uh, violating the UN's little rules or whatever. It was about yellow cake. That's what well, Colin one, Powell went to the floor of the UN about, and that's what it was about. Well, which ones are you going to go with? I mean, are, you know, my thing is, is, is every time we get talking about, uh, you know, the UN had 17 resolutions, you tell me that the UN's not, not uh, germane to the conversation. And then we talk about, well, you know, okay, it was about yellow cake and we didn't find yellow cake. I, you know, I don't give a damn what kind of cake we find over there. The fact of the matter is the guy was supposed to cease violence and cease a lot of things that he was supposed to do. The world's better off that, that Saddam is gone. The and world wait, better off. Hold, hold on. What about my kid's Absolutely. life? I mean, $4 trillion spent on this war, and you're saying it's the world's better off? I don't care about the world. What about the I sh- care about the United States. Well, well, no, and I, how is the United States wait, better off? Wait a minute. What about who cares about the United States? What about the people of Iraq? What about the people that are living there that don't have running water and that don't have uh, infrastructure and that have lost their families uh, and their, you know, their friends in this? Are you going to say that they're better off now? Well, are you going to say the people that Saddam gassed, the Kurds, you're going to ask them if they're better off? Uh, they're not really very happy about it. The United States made a deal with Turkey uh, before they went in that they would not make a free Kurdistan, which was really the best solution to this problem, was to create a three-zoned area, which would be Sunni, Shiite, and Kurds. Uh, but the United States decided that it was, uh, you know, the relationship with Turkey was more important, so screw the Kurds. Yeah, I well, just And my thing is, look, guys, I think Bush made a, a debacle of the entire thing because, he, you know, if he had just gone in and done his job, and that is, you know, 
finish the war, we wouldn't be sitting here in this problem. You don't think there? You don't think enough force was used? You don't think enough? You know, Clinton people were bombed those people for a while too. The, the war never really ended uh, in, the, in the early nineties. Not for no, I, it didn't. And 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 I, I don't think. I think the the problem is is that the smart bombs are not smart. We had to go back to carpet bombing. Oh God. Wow, this is so crazy listening to this. I mean, I mean you're now, talking about hold human on. beings. What if some other nation comes up with what they consider to be good reasons? The United States has nuclear weapons. They'd be right. What if they decide to car- carpet bomb your mom's house? Well, here's the, here's the other thing that you've got to understand, too. You have to figure out what, what is the better system of government that you are prepared to live under. If if the government that's going to take over the United States has better freedoms and and has a more free people and and a more free press, then I say go for it. We've but gotten less back- free since these wars, dude. I don't know if you're aware of this, but we've lost freedoms. The Patriot Act, the TSA. I mean, take a look around. Well, I'm I, I don't disagree with that. But I don't see how you could. Uh, and the the problem is is that the reason why we have less freedom is because we didn't win anything. We haven't done anything yet. No, the we're, reason we're you have still... less freedom is because you don't people... win freedoms by killing people. No, thanks for the call, no. James. The reason you have less freedom today is because you and the rest of the Americans out there are not willing to stand up for it. Right, bigger growing government is the reason you don't, and and giving more money to the military industrial complex. That's what makes for less. And freedom. the louder you shout for killing people around the world, the less likely you are to ever be a right. free person. Who wants to go for that? More coming up at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You are invited to dial in toll-free and bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com and... If you want to support this program, you can do so by shopping with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You just enter through that uh, through that link, and then when you're done checking out, uh, feel good because a percentage of the, uh, the purchase price will be sent over to Free Talk Live. Now, that's money that they would have normally taken as profit, but they're sending it to us because we're sending them the business. So you know Amazon. They're the world's largest Internet retailer. They sell all kinds of different stuff, dozens of categories. You can even buy used items and get free Super Saver shipping on a bunch of stuff when you buy brand new. Over at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, WikiLeaks releasing over 400,000 previously secret U.S. Army field reports uh, to the Guardian and other news organizations around the uh, the world to reveal what's really been some of what's really been going on over there, including uh, failing to investigate hundreds of reports uh, of abuse, 15,000 civilians dying in previously unknown incidents, and revealing uh, not just the violence and the death, uh, but also revealing the lies. Uh, They've been insisting for a long time that there is no official record of civilian casualties. However, these reports show otherwise. Indeed, the U.S. generals have claimed that the Army doesn't carry out body counts, and British ministers still claim that no official statistics exist. The the war logs, however, that uh, WikiLeaks revealed shows that those claims are just not true. The field reports purport to identify 
all civilian and insurgent casualties, as well as numbers uh, numbers of coalition forces wounded and killed in action. They give a total of more than 109,000 violent deaths from all causes between 2004 and the end of 2009, including 66,000-plus civilians and twenty almost 24,000 people classified as so-called enemies and 15,000 members of the Iraqi security forces, another 3,700 Excuse me, 3,771 dead U.S. and allied soldiers complete the body count. So if they're lying to you about that, if they're lying to you about the numbers, then what other things are they lying to you about? Let's continue with your phone calls at 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Bill, listening in Indy to WXNT. Hello, Bill. Hey, I don't know the difference between al-Qaeda and the Taliban, and I don't care. I don't know the difference between Hamas and what's the other one? I don't know. Hamas, they got Hamas and they got Hezbollah. Hezbollah, yeah, that's one. I could, I could care less about. It. I think there I, are I differences. Way, I'm a little bit like you guys. I think we should just stay out of this stuff. And where and American people got so confused by George Bush. You know, he played that shell game. I'm still waiting for Bin Laden to be found, and we can't find him. Well, that's a great point. Yeah, so, I, I don't the reason for. Yeah, the I, I really wonder about this whole Bin Laden thing. Is uh, you know, is it a ruse? Is the guy dead? Uh, does he really live? Is surely he he's not so stupid as to be in the, uh, the the immediate vicinity of Afghanistan or even in the Waziristan province of uh, of, uh, of Pakistan? Surely he's not that silly. Um, I mean, I would imagine if he's anywhere, he's in some place like Sudan or something like that in Africa. I I can't even imagine he could be living in L.A. for all yeah, we know. Shave the beard off and live in New York City. I don't know where we came in the 1940s with this UN thing, where we, where it was written, where the United States was supposedly the only country to allow, allowed to have nuclear weapons. And I guess the genie was already out of the bottle by 1949 because Russia got the, the what was it, either the atom bomb or the hydrogen bomb in 49. Yeah, I can't say it makes me terribly happy to think of uh, certain nations around the world getting uh, nuclear weapons, but Pakistan has them. Uh, you know, I, I just I don't know. I mean, it doesn't. It it's not great to me. I'm not looking for that, but. Uh, you know, in all honesty, it seems to me that the United States wants to play the world's policeman, and honestly, they're not acting like a really good cop. But is it written somewhere that we are the only ones allowed to have it? Oh, whoever wrote it was an American. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I actually hope that they all get it. I, I think it's fantastic that North Korea has it. Oh, God. I would love to have Iran, Iraq, um, Egypt, Israel. I mean, I think everybody should have it. Well, because then... You really, whenever something starts, then you really got to be careful because there's going to be a whole lot of, you know what, hitting the fan. Yeah, I hope those people, I, you know, I, I, I hate the idea of uh, nuclear weapons. Better. I think they're a threat against everybody. Well, I think it would just about eliminate all wars in general. I think it's an interesting perspective, Bill, and I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate much. hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I'd like to point out that a nuclear weapon does not mean the same thing as an ICBM. An uh, intercontinental continental ballistic missile is the way to deliver a nuclear weapon to a particular area. Mm -hmm. However, uh, you would most countries that have nuclear capability do not have ICBMs, ICBMs, which means that they can't just shoot a rocket and get it over there. They mm -hmm. would have to deliver it in some other fashion, be it a bomber or a uh, you know a person. Gotcha. Uh, you know. I, these new these suitcase nukes, large they seem to be largely myth. Mm. I mean, they they were supposedly lost more than a decade ago, and eh, you know they haven't shown up anywhere. Let's talk to Daniel listening in Tallahassee to WFLA FM. Hello, Daniel. You're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I don't want to offend you guys, and uh, hopefully I don't get cut off. But basically, it just 
and I'm not reiterating everything James says. I agree with him, but I don't think he emphatically said he's not talking about the civilian sector. He's talking about the Republican Guard. And uh, what I would say also is that— I'm not sure what you mean by that before you go on. What, what are you referring to? We didn't go target civilians. Civilian casualties happen, collateral damage, but we targeted Republican Guard who was trying to resist. And then we have to get back to a basic. Is premise. the Republican Guard still trying to resist right now, today? No, Weren't they wiped they, out immediately? No, they were pretty much decimated, as the yeah. word was used. Yeah. But let me ask I need to ask you something because we're not even on equal ground. We're talking about oranges and apples, different things. Okay, according to you two guys, there's no, there's been no legitimate war in the history, right? In our whole history. That's what I would say. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to take the Revolutionary War. Okay, I mean, there's uh, the the Pacific Theater of World War II. You know, you you might be able to make an okay argument for that okay. one, um, but that's well, really about it. Okay, well then, what I'm basically going to go then is that every almost every single liberal Democrat agreed under. In, under a Senate Intelligence Committee that we needed to go into Iraq. I'm I could a give liberal. a fly and flip what a, a liberal Democrat says. It's okay. my well, money, guys, and that doesn't mean that just because well, some liberal Democrat says they can have, um, you can steal my money, doesn't mean you can steal my money. Well, your talk show isn't going like, okay, either you're for or against. You're just against everything, what? even if there is legitimacy to it. What do you uh, mean legitimacy? I don't understand that. What do you uh, Right. What do you mean legitimacy? The, the what? Okay. Because somebody so in politics? Said, Wait, is it because somebody said, in politics says it's okay to go bomb people? That's okay? Well, well, you're obviously, you know, Ron Paul supporters. That's okay. I don't have a problem with that. But the deal is, we you, everything I've heard, and right when I saw your screener, you immediately, not 30 seconds later, said exactly what I told him. You guys are isolationists. You I am not an isolationist. What are you talking about? I think okay, you should I'll, be able I'll to go anywhere. Wait, 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 wait. You, you made an accusation. I get to rebut it. Um, you should be able to go anywhere you want. You should be able to do business with anybody you want. There should be no, no government apparatus saying that people can't import and export things okay. from here. I'm somebody who believes in peace. I am not an isolationist. You, Thank you very if much. You know history, if you know history and what happened with Germany and when we tried to do isolationism with uh, England and all that was going on in Europe, Truman came back. They all came back later and said, we got our butts kicked, and we, we, we caused a lot more damage by not, by being isolationist. What are we you talking say, oh, about? It's not isolationism. Isolationism means putting up tariffs, isolationism making it so people is can't you, do trade. Isolationism is where you cut down, uh, you, you make it so people can't tr- cross over the borders, you make it so products can't cross over borders, yeah, right. and right. you stop dealing with people around the world, and you have this little insular uh, country, and I'm not in favor of that at all. They are interconnected. You cannot go and not support the military for supporting itself. <laughs> you can't. You can't do not, business with people without killing them, right? I don't support uh, killing, no, sir. You, I appreciate you guys twisting things around instead of trying to hear it objectively. So, Syriana, the CIA operative who was over there for more than thirty years, he was just full of bull, saying that Islam. There are armed radical factions of Islam that want to destroy America and Israel. Right? I imagine there are some armed radical uh, pieces okay, of you so know what are we folks. To do about it? Are we just supposed to stop? Stop giving them reason to. For God's sakes, the United States has been in the Middle East since the 1930s. They've got every reason to be upset. Islam has been around for over 2,000 years doing the conquering they're doing, and they're still doing it now, and they intend to annihilate the infidel. And you think because the little U.S. came along, we're... We're inciting them. That's what you have to do. You are paranoid. Every every time. That's what you have to do is you have to show that these guys are paranoid. You have to show that they're just petrified of somebody out there that might want to kill us all. So we got to go kill them first. What else is he? Daniel, you're paranoid, dude. I mean, there's no evidence whatsoever to believe. If you don't go killing people, they won't want to come kill you.
Thanks, Daniel. Okay. Appreciate the call tonight. Uh, yeah, I mean, we talked. I think we talked about it earlier this week. Uh, if you missed the show, you can go to freetalklive.com to uh, to download the archives. But this is so common uh, amongst these folks that support war. So they're trying to kill us. They all hate us. They hate us for our freedom, and they blah, 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 so on and so forth. I'm sorry, but if they if they were trying to kill you, if they were trying to kill Americans, they'd be doing it. Right. The TSA misses 50 percent of the guns, knives, and bombs it tests itself on. The TSA misses 100 percent of, of the guns, knives, and bombs that people put in a car and drive from one point to another. I mean, right. if, if terrorists really wanted to do something in the United States, they would do it. Yep, that's right. 800-259-923. Thirty-one. Uh, you can uh, take control of the airwaves. Ring up anything. Hour two's next. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty-one. This is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live, and it is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That's the number for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's brought to you by SACL CAI. And joining you in the studio, it's Ian. And Mark. We continue here uh, taking your phone calls about what you want, the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan have been the main subject of the show here tonight uh, because of the WikiLeaks uh, release of over 400,000 previously secret uh, U.S. Army documents revealing all kinds of violence and uh, torture and lies on the part of the U.S. military. You know, and I was uh, the, the the previous caller made a point that uh, uh, many of the politicians and the people in the um, the media were very much for the Iraq War, and I think they were more so for the Afghan War, but t- just slightly less um, less so for the uh, Iraq War. And I would agree with that point, but I think that there's an important fact that needs to be pointed out. There were lies that were believed as intelligence, and those lies were obtained by the government of Egypt through torture. And that that lie was that, you know, that Iraq was making nuclear weapons. It had yellow cake and blah, 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 blah. And obviously those things were never figured out. There's all kinds of conspiracy theories that people who, you know, generally Republicans want to believe that, oh, they shipped him over. The the, the, the king of Jordan has them all now. Let's go kill him, too. And, um, you know, whatever it is they believe. But the fact is it was all based on lies. And when you can accept that, then you're dealing with reality. When you can't, then you're not. Let's go to your phone calls and see what you think. Mark is on the line listening in Indy to WXNT. Hello, Mark. Hey, thanks for taking my call. How are you? What's on your mind tonight, Mark? Okay, there were a couple of statements. I mean, 
from a policy standpoint, I, I don't really want to – I don't think we'd probably agree on that, but there were a couple of statements I thought you all um, made that uh, about Iraq that I don't think are true. Okay. The first one was that the U.S. government installed Saddam Hussein in power. So from what I understand, he came to power in a coup in 1979, and at the time it was the Cold War – so Iraq was a, a, a Soviet client state. It was firmly in the Soviet camp. So how could the U.S. have done it? There were very little relations between the countries at that time. You might be right on that one. Um, I, I, you know, Ian made that, that statement. And certainly there were, you would agree that there were a great deal of relations going on between uh, the, the CIA and Saddam Hussein and that Saddam Hussein was cut many a check, right? You're talking later. I'm speaking. I'm just talking. I understand. About I, I agree, and I have agreed with you. Mention was and, made, I think, falsely that the U.S. put him in power. It was really France and the Soviet Union that armed him during most of his, um, you know, the early years, and it was actually the Italians that provided a lot of the chemicals for his chemical weapons program. I think that the CIA gave quite a few of the uh, of, of chemical weapons to Saddam Hussein, and I've got documentation on that one. Did you just say the the CIA shipped chemical weapons? To they they gave they gave him the accessibility to them. Can you be more specific? I, I look, I wasn't researched and ready for this, so no, I can't be specific at this moment okay. in time. It's a little vague, is what I'm saying, and then that kind of brings me to the second point, which is, I think you kind of implied with the yellow cake comment that Saddam did not have any WMD. Are you going to talk, tell me about 15-year-old WMDs that he had from prior to the, the Persian Gulf War? Well, that's kind of my question. Are you saying he didn't have any? He didn't have nuclear saying, weapons. Okay. So he did have uranium. At the, I'm, just, I'm just trying to talk about the facts, okay? Mm -hmm. At the time that his regime fell, he had uranium. There's a it big difference between your, uranium and a nuclear weapon. I mean, now you're, you're really blurring the lines here. Uranium. I'm, just trying to be, I'm trying to be accurate. So I think you all said he didn't have yellow cake. He had it, but he yellow did not cake's have a special kind of uranium that is uh, prepared. You know, is, is prepared for a nuclear weapon. It's the opposite. Yellow cake is the raw form. What he had, he did have some more refined uranium, but he did not have access to it at the time of the U.S. invasion because the U.N. locks were still on the, the vault, and it was actually still being monitored. And the other thing is Oh, that, so he yeah, didn't have – you're saying he, he – it was in his country, but he didn't have access to it? Is that what your claim is? Right. And okay. So, and so it's – in other words, it's true. He didn't – he hadn't chosen to have access, but it's also true that at any time he could have blown those locks off. And yeah, I apologize. Maybe I was confusing Saddam Hussein with other uh, people like the Shah, perhaps, that uh, the, US, uh, the U.S. government has definitely been involved the, with. Uh, the thing is, I don't have an axe to grind. I just, I just think people should be accurate about it. And, Thanks. You know, the other part of it is, if you're going to say he didn't have nukes, I mean, it's true. He, there's no evidence he had a nuke, but he certainly did have WMD. Uh, they were older you don't think that the united it, states uh, public you, read the UN you don't report, think the public was misled there program. you don't think the public was misled i'm sorry you don't think the public was misled the whole Ni um, nigeria story where it's being shipped from here to there and they're they're pretending to track this uh, this yellow cake that never existed i mean you're talking about different yellow cake that was secured by the un by hans blick right. and his uh, his crew um, so I'm you're talking saying, about a different 
a different yellow cake entirely. And are you suggesting the United States public was or was not misled? You don't have to flank me. I'm not trying to talk you out of your opinion. What I'm saying is that there were WMD there. The UN report cites that over 500 WMD have been found since the since his regime fell. There was sarin nerve gas. There was um, you know mustard gas, but they were in the form of artillery shells, binary artillery shells. Wonder where they got which them from. Are, you know, they're still viable. And if and if you're talking about so that's what I'm saying. WMDs, just to be clear, they're not just nukes. They also include biological. I never used the term. Maybe uh, I never said weapon. I never said WMD the whole the whole evening. I don't use the term because I know that somebody will call in and say something about sarin gas or something like that. These so would uh, you concede that there were some WMDs? I've, obviously, in Iraq people they've got pictures. The what I want to see is pictures of the rape rooms. I want to see pictures of these uh, the, the, the 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 mock up of the seven forty seven where the, the terrorists supposedly trained. Uh, I don't you know, think all these things matters, that we were told about initially that have turned out to be false. But Mark, even if they could come up you with think the pictures. You just answered my question because it was a simple question would you concede that there were some wmd i said the that there are pictures the there are pictures of them yes yeah, okay. call, mark appreciate so, hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231 i don't care if you can come up with pictures mark i don't care in i mean you mark the co-host uh i don't care if you can come up with pictures of the rape rooms there are horrible men and yeah, women Absolutely terrible people doing terrible things around the world right now. That wasn't the reason that the the United States went into Iraq. Right. So you come up with all of the examples of how bad of a man Saddam Hussein was. And, of course, you know, let's leave aside the fact that uh, he got billions of dollars from the United States federal government, uh, ostensibly to, you know, oppose Iran. But a lot of these weapons of mass destruction you're talking about, where'd the money come from to get them? Where did the, the weapons themselves come from? I mean, these, this, this guy was given billions of U.S. taxpayer dollars, and I don't think he bought um, wedding cakes with yeah, them. He wasn't, he wasn't buying grain to f- feed his people with them. Yeah. And by the way, with the, uh, the, the act of war, which was the sanctions that were put on uh, Iraq after the Persian Gulf. On the Iraqi people. On the yeah. Iraqi people. These didn't have anything to do with Saddam or the Bath Party. Oh, he was eating any, well, yeah, living large. Uh, the people that were <clears throat> excuse me, in charge there, they only, they only hurt the people at the bottom. So there are all kinds of bad men around the world who are doing terrible things to people, and none of that is an excuse to do terrible things to me. And what I mean by that is, and you touched on this last hour, Mark, what I mean by that is I am not interested in spending my money on going to invade these places where these bad things are happening. I'm just not interested in that. That's not something that I want to support. If you want to support it, then pony up. You should be able to spend as much of your money as you want to on aggressing against people around the world. I don't support you doing it, but you should be able to make that choice for yourself. I should be able to make my choice for myself as to how I spend the money that I earn. And I'm not interested in spending it on warmongering. I'm not interested in spending it on trying to unseat some dictator so another dictator can be installed in his place. Some, so some U.S. government-approved dictator or ruler can be installed. Not interested in that. Not interested in having my money spent blowing people up, innocent people around the world. I don't think that inc- improves their quality of life. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. If you want to improve somebody's quality of life, if you want to spread freedom, you have to set an example. You have to set an example of what it's like to live free and the benefits of freedom. And we don't have that here in this country. More coming up. You can take control and bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Hey everybody, Scott Horton here for freedomcam.net. 
From coast to coast, the increasingly militarized American police state has grown out of control. Peace officers have become law enforcement. The old doctrines of minimal force have fallen by the wayside. Cops are now trained to use overwhelming force in virtually every situation, resulting in an epidemic of police brutality across our society. I say fight back while you still can. Film the cops and put it on YouTube. A critical mass of police brutality videos is being assembled online, and a change is going to come. Police perjury is no match for instant replay. Freedomcam.net offers discreet video cameras to help you avoid confiscation while checking power and protecting yourself. Freedomcam.net. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so head on over there and enjoy those on us, including our bulletin board system. You can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Calling all writers interested in journalism and passionate about liberty. The IHS Journalism Internship Program places aspiring journalists in media. Participants uh, work in real jobs and learn core reporting skills. Former interns have gone to ABC's 2020, The Financial Times, Washington Post, The Wall Street Journal, The Economist, and more. Placements available in print, broadcast, new media, and investigative journalism. If you know somebody, if you are or know somebody who's uh, in graduate school, who's in undergraduate school, recently graduated, and they would be interested in this kind of internship, go to libertarianinternships.com. They provide a stipend. They provide uh, housing, uh, mentoring, everything you could possibly need. It's libertarianinternships.com. You've got to go there and sign up so you can get more information, libertarianinternships.com. Let's continue taking your phone calls about what you want. Johnson's in Connecticut on the amp lines. Hello, Johnson. Hey, hey. I just wanted to make a quick comment about the <laughs> the extremely ignorant uh, caller you had on uh, during the last uh, segment talking about uh, weapons of mass destruction. He sounded um, pretty pr- pretty informed. Go ahead. Actually, well, not on that. He started to talk about how since then we've found all these chemical uh, weapons of mass destruction and biological and, and yada, yada, yada. Well, that's sort of towing this uh, lie that was put forth by the Bush administration. Weapons of mass destruction is a very specific term that the Bush administration changed. See, before the Bush administration was in power, when they were talking about weapons of mass destruction and whether or not Iraq had any, it was very specifically about nuclear weapons because mass destruction at that time meant a certain amount of people being killed. It was a very specific number. I don't know the number off the top of my head, but I know that it was very specific and that the biological and chemical weapons are not capable of mass destruction. Now, the Bush administration, knowing that they didn't find any weapons of mass destruction there and being the embarrassed um, just farce that they are, decided that they needed to redefine the term weapons of mass destruction to be able to include more weapons. Mm. So, you know, if I'm at war, you know, and I redefine weapons of mass destruction to include firecrackers, we're going to find a lot in China, aren't we? Or say if we're in the Middle East. I redefined weapons of mass destruction to include, say, grains of sand. You know, uh, we're going to find a lot over there. Clearly an exaggeration. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, it's redefining language after the fact. And and what's sad is that someone who could try and be educated at all these other points 
can get sucked in by such a, like, it's like a ridiculous lie. I mean, it's so obvious. It's like, why? It's easy to get sucked into the, go- the government's lie, Johnson. Um, the, the, the fact is, <laughs> I mean, our entire media has done it. Um, you know, intelligent people all over the world get sucked in by the lies of government. I mean, there's nothing unusual about it. Yeah, I guess it's, it's not unusual, but it's just, it's sad. It's really, it's like, use your own mind. You know, like, think about this. Okay, if there was a debate about whether or not there were weapons of mass destruction, and suddenly we start, oh, we there were all these weapons of mass destruction, but it's not a big deal. It's like, well, maybe you think about it, look into it. I mean, it takes, I don't know, I mean, like a two-word Google search to, to say, you know, Saddam installed. The first link, regime change, how the CIA put Saddam's party in power. You know, if you search for uh, something like, you know, WMD uh, definition, you'll find articles on, you know, the fact that the definition was changed. Was it the CIA that that put Saddam's – we've got got, um, phone problems, got to let you go. But uh, was it the CIA that put his party in power? The See, I don't know. It's it's so hard to keep track. Of and and how the... are you going to know with the, the CIA? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what what it is they're skulking about doing. Which 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 one of the myriad of countries they're involved in at this particular moment in time? Yeah, and, and it's just I mean, one night on this show we read just an extensive history of the U.S. Right. government's and involvement, and there's just so much. We there's went so over it for three hours, three hours the involvement yeah. uh, that was, and and we weren't even commenting that much. Um, three hours the involvement that the United States has had in the Middle East over the last, uh, you know, like eight decades. Yeah, it's incredible. And then people wonder why it is that uh, people in the Middle East are upset with those in the United States. Uh, you know. I mean, yeah, I'll I'll agree with you that that uh, Islam, you know, maybe the Islam's the nuttiest religion around. I don't know. I a lot of people that uh, seem to be adherents of it seem just fine. Most of the United States, uh, you don't hear about them doing crazy nope. stuff. No, but uh, nice you know, folks. Um, you know, even if it is the nuttiest religion, if you don't bother them, they'll just mess around with each other over there. Yep, that's right. And uh, let's go to the phones and the fun here. Anthony listening to KGOE on the West Coast in Eureka. Hello, Anthony. Hey, um, I want to uh, I want to state that these GI uh, former GI militaries who call up uh, to defend uh, uh, the troops are uh, are in a Freudian state of psychiatric denial. They're self-defensive and they're trying to sweep under the the, the, the carpet their shame. Torture is not a normal or accepted aspect of war. It is a war crime. It is clinical, psychotic, a sadistic behavior. The GI troop torturers belong in prison, not Julian Assange. A professor got on the radio and said only two countries in this world think they can maximize their gain and advance their benefit by invading countries and occupying them, the United States and Israel. These people are genetically bellicose, instinctively and culturally belligerent, aggressive, and psychosadistic torturers. I'd say you're pretty much accurate with that statement. And, and, you know, I'm not, certainly not the people of Israel and the people of the United States, just those in government that would do these things. The people that do, exactly, that would, the one percent born bad. Exactly. The people that would join the military with the excitement uh, in their mind that they're going to be able to go and kill people. Now, I don't support torture, but I also don't support just going and bombing anybody. I don't think it's appropriate to go and invade anybody's uh, home territory and and start killing people based on whatever the uh, the assumptions are or the alleged evidence is. Leave people alone. Well, well, Hans Blitz, that U.N. inspector, said on March 5th, 2004, that the Iraqi war was illegal. 
And and Scott Ritter, September 25th, uh, 2002, said Iraq was a threat to no one. And those people knew, should know, and, and not, uh, 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 not Tony Blair uh, trying, to, trying to hoodwink us. Anthony, thank you for the call and the thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But you're right, Mark. Uh, you'd mentioned earlier that it wasn't about stopping a bad man, was it, when it came, comes to invading Iraq? It right. Wasn't well, about that's the that. good excuse later. No one can argue that Saddam Hussein was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like, like that, that it wasn't. Would, yeah. That, right. Oh, right. Yeah. He is. He was a bad guy. Yeah. Um, you know, but there are lots of bad guys. There are bad guys all over the world. Maybe there are bad guys in charge of the United States of America. For all we know, I mean, I would say the so. way that we're pe- we're, we're uh, spoon fed this pablum and kept in the dark. I mean, you know, it's 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 impossible to say who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. It's all about spin. And, you know, maybe I believe in the concept of a just war. I it, it seems to it floats out there in the periphery of my mind that there might be a just war. However, I don't think the United States seen one and I don't trust its politicians, its generals or the people that sell big whistles that go kaboom to make those decisions. I think the only thing that's just is love and you can't have a war out of love. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and you'll find all kinds of stuff there, like our webcam. You can watch, you can listen, you can interact. Other listeners are there in our chat room, uh, which you will find on the very same page as the webcam. So go over there and enjoy all of that at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. The webcam brought to you by memorydealers.com. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers at up to 99% off of list price. Go check them out. It's MemoryDealers.com. Their stuff's in stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. So we had a caller earlier who had rebutted my claim that the United States installed, uh, the United States government installed Saddam Hussein in Iraq. And, and maybe that was true, that they didn't directly install him. But as Johnson called a moment ago to point out, there's plenty of evidence that uh, he was heavily involved with the CIA um, prior to becoming the, the president or whatever of Iraq. In fact, uh, as he pointed out, if you Google Saddam Hussein CIA, the second result is a lengthy piece called Regime Change, How the CIA Put Saddam's Party in Power. It talks about, uh, well, just that and how Saddam was heavily involved with the CIAs, including uh, doing assassination attempts for them in the, in the 1960s when he was in his 20s. So – yeah, there's much more to be learned about uh, Saddam and his relationship with the United States federal government prior to becoming the uh, the president of Iraq. 
So there's a little more info for you. We're not going to share any of that because it's really lengthy. Yeah. Uh, you can go and find it on your this own. This stuff needs to be you know, handled by scholars. The fact is you – know, And we're the, talk show hosts. Right. The, this is simple <laughs> stuff uh, as far as war goes. So uh, let's go back to the phones and the fun. Ladies first. Christina is on the line listening in Tallahassee to WFLA-FM. Hello, Christina. Hey. Hey there. Thanks for talking my call, taking my call. Yeah, of course. What's on your mind tonight, Christina? Well, you know, I have a problem with trying to lump the United States and Israel into the bad guys who want to occupy countries. And, and just hear me out. Basically, it comes down to crisis uh, you know, problem, crisis, solution, and they've done this for hundreds of years. And there's, I can give you three strong examples that I don't think anybody could really disagree with. And the first one would be the war on poverty, and that was all meant to get us dependent on the government to create a class of people who would little by little be more and more dependent on the government. Then mm-hmm. there's the yep, uh, war on war on drugs was nothing more than a way to get American people to get more afraid of uh, criminals and drugs and get us used to a police state, more and more heavy-handed tactics that we're seeing increasing every year. And what what we're willing to put up with, that if they had tried this back in the 80s, it, it would have been a revolution in this country. I agree. And now we got the war on terrorism. Now, they went into... the they, Israel was created to create a not by, I don't think, Jewish people, but by the world leaders, was created to create a destabilization in the Middle East so that we could have a reason to cause these mini-wars, set up our many little dictatorships over there, create these little chess games. You think they're that smart? And- you th- like, you think these world leaders are that smart? They say, you know, if we make this Jewish state here, it'll it'll make the Muslims so upset that they'll... I, I honestly I feel like so. you're, you're talking about a bunch of ham-fisted dopes that say, hey, you know those Jews, they know, haven't Mark. had their own place in a while. Let's just give them some spot. I, I, I don't agree with Christina. No, I don't believe it's world leaders per se. It is the shadows of power behind these leaders. And yes, they're very smart. They know how to use group think they know how to use ways to manipulate populations i, I i'm gonna have to side with christina on this one i think that uh, the, the people that are in charge are not stupid i think that uh, they don't they shouldn't be in charge i don't believe they're in charge of me but they are certainly uh, you know they are in control and Just look who rules the world bank look who is in control of the world monetary fund look who is who, the very first thing they do when they get into a country is they set up an internal revenue system, uh, service system and tax the people. That's true. The, the World the, Bank does they, that. Who's in charge? Well, the families in charge. The, you know, you can go back to the Habsburgs and the, you know, the the Queen of England. Her family's German. Um, you know, they changed their name to sound more English, but they are not English. They never were English. They're German. They're, you know, Nazi to the core. I think that there's and a mix. I think there's a mix of, uh, of people. The, you know, the, the people that are in charge, there's a, there's a mix of them. I think some of them maybe are a little bit uh, brighter than others. I mean, for instance, if you look at uh, what John Taylor Gatto has to say about the government school system, it clearly was designed for the purpose of dumbing people down. Uh, Absolutely. So at, at, some level, at some level, there are people that are very manipulative, as you're saying, Christina, that, uh, that want to control, that want to dumb people down, that want to use people. For their labor and to essentially live off of the, uh, the well, what they and, and what they create. The, here's the really scary point that people need to wake up really fast and understand: it is not about liberals versus conservatives. That's a game used to con- uh, keep the system going. 
this is about what they want to do next. When they wanted to... What do they want to do next, Christina? Well, when they wanted to move into the Middle East, they put a Republican warmonger in there. And when they want to do a major social change in this country, they they put put a Democrat in there. They control the media. They control, they psych things up. They keep things out of print. They don't publish the truth. People need to do their own research, get off their butts, and and find out. I've been in media for a while now, and I haven't seen this this throttling of the media that you're talking about. I can tell you that... You have not seen the fact that it was well known prior to Obama getting in, the groups he was involved in. Nobody knew about this stuff. It was, oh, you know, passing out messiah mania coming in and yet if you'd done your research you would have known he was a complete socialist communist person oh i knew who was going to take us down this road but I, I knew exactly media, what he was going to do media, i mean major media i mean the people who come home and watch cnn nbc abc they make don't you think that one of those reporters care. would take some of that information and at some point blow the lid off of it i mean don't you and think that some try they get fired don't you see but what there happens? are other but media groups out there they can't control can't every one of them they, can no, they? they can't control everyone they control the major ones. who owns the major media why, why doesn't one of these what are these reporters need to bring this to me that? How did they ever pass GATT and NAFTA? Because they kept the truth out about it. They well, lied I don't think about that matters. I think they, the, well, the truth came out about the, uh, the the bailouts, and people were vehemently against that, including many members of the, the mainstream media. Because to the point that you can't do anything about it. We've gotten to the point in this country where we're not willing to get out there and demand these things stop. We are not demanding. I mean, if people were actually this angry about what was happening, every one of those people who voted for this stuff should be on trial for sedition. Christina, thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight. I I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I agree with a lot of what she has to say, but uh, I'm also on your side, Mark, that the media is relatively you know, uncontrolled today, thanks to the internet, the media is becoming more decentralized uh, over time, and right. that's a good I mean, thing. All you need is one of these memos from the Trilateral Commission or the Bilderberger Group or, uh, you know, the, 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 the Freemasons or whomever it is that's at the top of this, the uh, the slore who live, uh, who an, an alien reptile live, uh, race that lives beneath Stapleton Airport. Whatever it is, it's all you need is one of these memos, leak it out. Hey, take it home from work. Don't let anybody know you took it, and then leak it on the internet. Somebody, you know that like there's there's a rabbit hole here somewhere. And uh, yeah, do I think that there are people in power that will manipulate the media if they get the opportunity? Sure, and I think they've gotten pretty good at it. We call that propaganda. But to say that all the media is controlled, no. That now you're now we're off and never never. She didn't say that. She said the major uh, mainstream media is, and and I think that. In general, that's a true statement, but it's not How true across controlled? the board. It's not true. Well, in the same way that I program a little internet stream called LRN.FM, and I pick who gets to be on that stream, and uh, I don't pick people that believe in the you know government to be on that stream. So I control to some extent what they say, but I don't uh, what the what the, the the thrust of the network is. But I don't control what they say. I don't control what the hosts say. I don't I don't have the time to micromanage that. So the same thing applies. ABC News is mostly a pro-state organization. However, John Stossel popped it's a up most, in It's mostly pro-state nation. Right. And however, John Stossel popped up in the midst of that and managed to get them some ratings with a very uh, pro-freedom message on a lot of his uh, shows. So there are exceptions uh, to that general rule. I mean, I think no one would deny that Rupert Murdoch is a statist and wants to promote his uh, statist beliefs.
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We've got a lot of features there on that site, and they are all completely free. So if you want to help support this program, you can do that. Uh, Maybe you like the fact that we give you the website for free. You can support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in and reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country. And by the way, I want to welcome our newest uh, affiliate and our newest listeners to Talk 1240 KBEL in... Idabel, Oklahoma. So welcome aboard to our new listeners in in, uh, Idabel. So our listeners can become Free Talk Live amplifiers and get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, and more over at amp.freetalklive.com. You can do it for as little as three bucks a month. Amp.freetalklive.com makes a big difference for us, and you get some benefits too. I like to listen to the Verbal Surgery podcast because it makes me feel better. I want to enjoy life and live it to the fullest. Verbal surgery reminds me of how to do that. Tim A. Cummins is a new sponsor of Free Talk Live. His podcasts are super groovy. He aims to radiate your brain for maximum gain. Check it out at verbalsurgery.com. It's verbalsurgery.com. So before we continue with the calls here, uh, we were talking with Christina, and she was kind of putting forth this conspiratorial uh, idea that the mainstream media is completely controlled by those who are... Uh, the power mongers of the world. And I think there's some truth to what she's saying. I mean, you've got people like Rupert Murdoch who they're very powerful people and they've got their fingers into a lot of different media. Rupert Murdoch, of course, the guy behind Fox News. I think he actually owns the Wall Street Journal now and among other things. And uh, clearly, if Rupert Murdoch has a particular editorial bend, he's likely to hire people that would support that uh, editorial bend. Is he micromanaging them? No, it's impossible to do something like that, a top-down corporate structure. And he's, I'm sure, got better things uh, to do with his time than that. Uh, But so there's something to be said for hiring the people that are going to promulgate a particular viewpoint – but there are certainly exceptions to, to, to that. I think that also at the same time, Rupert Murdoch wants to make money. And if Rupert Murdoch sees, well, a way to make money as pandering to a particular viewpoint, say by hiring uh, Andrew Napolitano or John Stossel, who I would say Andrew Napolitano is today the most radical uh, liberty-oriented person in the mainstream media. Uh, I don't particularly like the term "radical" because it makes it sound like something you should ignore. Hmm. Um, you know, radical principled. people How about should be that? well. Principled is is better. I mean, the idea that peace. Freedom and personal responsibility is radical in this nation yeah, shows you. you just how radical the the politicians are in this nation. Yeah, I appreciate I appreciate you clarifying that, Mark. That's a that's a good point. Uh, but but the fact that Andrew Napolitano could pop up on this Fox News, which previously 
was clearly you know a very statist oriented uh, organization t- during the uh, the Bush administration, cheering on everything that that man did. Uh, I think it's it's a good thing. Does it mean anything uh, in general as far as uh, that things are changing for the mainstream media? I don't think so. It's just a, another aberration, I think. I mean, like John Stossel was kind of this this liberty aberration that popped up in uh, in ABC News and managed to rise to the top. But clearly, there's not a lot of micromanaging going on. If they let John Stossel get to be the the, uh, the host of 2020 for a long time, uh, without crushing his career as soon as he started becoming a liberty, somewhat liberty minded uh, person, then that's that's evidence against the claim that uh, that this me- mainstream media is completely controlled. I don't think it is. I think it's you know controlled to an extent, as much as it it can be controlled, and and as uh, as the the media begins to or continues to be decentralized, like we're seeing because of the internet, anybody can start up their own blog or put up their own YouTube channel and, and get their own uh, words out and opinions out. Then uh, the you you see the mainstream media starting to kind of wither and and die off, and they realize that if they don't adjust themselves appropriately, that they aren't going to survive the next ten years. And they want to. So you may see more pandering toward uh, a liberty viewpoint, if that's what they perceive is popular. If they perceive that there's a market for the liberty viewpoint. It seems popular with the Tea Parties and that kind of thing going on. Well, I don't know if that... The, the tea, tea parties, parties are aren't perfect. I know. You, you, do you have to say that every time somebody says tea party? I think it's, oh, I well, think, the tea parties yeah, aren't I think perfect. So. I think yes, so. Because there is a Ron said, Paul contingent in the tea party. Ron Paul's not sure perfect either. You're not perfect. But a contingent isn't the main thrust of the tea party, Mark. The tea party's what main thrust. What is the main thrust? There is no main elect, thrust. To, to it's decentralized. Mm, it's to elect Republicans. It's I've going, been to them. Have you? Yeah, I've been to a Tea Party okay. thing. I've been to more than one. Okay, so so uh, so yeah, that's that's the main thrust, and and that's you know that's their gig. I just don't think when it, when you mention it like that, it makes it sound like the Tea Parties are liberty oriented, and I've seen no evidence that uh, that that's a generally true statement. They might want less government, but they want government in the areas that they want government. Some of them, not some of them, are you know principled people. Some of them are liberty uh, liberty minded. There were some libertarian types out at the uh, the Tea Party today, and I had a, a very positive response as I was uh, talking to people out there. And I had uh, one negative response for, to a guy that was a total protectionist and uh, completely believed in uh, you know not even allowing anybody to trade without There's certainly paying the Pat Buchanan types amongst them. Crazy uh, tariffs. Well, at least Pat Buchanan is uh, wise enough to want to withdraw from the the Iraq War. At least he gets that one. Well, that's protectionist. <laughs> Uh, to withdraw from the war? I don't know. Is that protectionism? Wars in general, yeah, like just leaving the country. All right, so uh, 800-259-9231. But my point, uh, my point was there, I think there's different levels. Like uh, within the government schools, yeah, the John Taylor Gatto points out very correctly that the government schools were created to create a kind of a, a class of dullards who uh, will not question their circumstances in life. Stormtroopers. And, and pl- and plug into the system and and work a, J, a job and never really you know step out of their uh, their collective box and there, there's evidence for that it's the Prussian school system and there's certain things about it that are very brainwashy. Uh, on the other hand, the lower levels of the people involved they don't know these things. You know the teachers, the people that are yeah. just on the ground they just want to help kids learn. A lot of them do. Some of them are lazy, but a lot of the teachers are really you know they're trying their best in a in a system that has been hobbled by regulations, but because they're still part of that same system. They're unwittingly uh, pawns in a, a system of control. So some people know, most of them don't. 800-259-9231. Let's continue with your phone calls. Mark is in Indy listening to WXNT. Hello, Mark. Mark in Indianapolis. Hey there, guys. How hey. you doing? What's on your mind tonight, Mark? Uh, not much. I, I was uh, uh, thinking about what you were saying. You guys ever see a movie called Network? I have not, no. 
Okay, it was a, a movie, I guess, late 70s, maybe early 80s. But it was about, um, it's the, where uh, they came up with the famous line, I'm mad as hell and I, I, won't take, I can't take it anymore. Uh-huh. It's about media basically um, becoming more about money than journalism, you know, and I, I think there's a lot of that going on. Um, I think basically uh, now you can't really get an independent point of view it's everybody's point of view. I, when I listen to news, I don't necessarily care what somebody's opinion is. I want to know what the facts are. But uh, you don't really find that in general anywhere on the on the uh, news uh, that you listen to. You know, if you listen to Fox, you're getting a point of view. If you listen to uh, uh, NPR, you're getting a point of view. If I listen to you guys, I'm getting a point of view. Indeed, but sure. You guys, you guys are a talk show. Right. We don't masquerade right? as a news uh, a news outlet. Right. Right. I I understand the difference, but but I'm saying. Um, if you look at the newscasts um, of those organizations, you'll see that it, you're really still getting a point of view, I think, in the news itself, you know. But one of the th- I guess the reason why I originally called in, uh, was because I was thinking about how, um, you know, the war in Afghanistan sucked in Russia and basically brought down um, all the money that they poured into that basically uh, was what, brought down capitalism and I just communism you mean one, yeah what did i say capitalism. yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah um communism excuse me and i am well i think communism that, brought down communism but certainly the afghanistan war did not help them well pumping all of that money in there okay i i i guess maybe maybe the analogy isn't perfect but i see us pouring a lot of money into um you know, basically, petro- big petroleum companies have a vested interest, uh, ca- you know, capitalism-based uh, interest in maintaining the status quo of always using this petroleum. You know, and, sure. Uh, we are, we also are spending all this money on wars that, in basically, are fundamentally uh, based in our need for petroleum. You know, it seems so. And it I seems just think that. Uh, I, I, if we had a, a, lead, a real leader in office that, that said the same thing that Jack Kennedy said, basically, hey, here's where we're going in 10 years. We're going to land on the moon, okay? If we, if we had a real leader that said, okay... But uh, Reagan did, years, or uh, excuse me, Bush did that. He said, we're going to go to Mars. Yippee! Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I don't want them to do I that. I don't want a leader. That's <laughs> the well, thing. No, 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 that's... No. But what, what I'm saying is... What, what this president would say is in 10 years, everyone is going to have uh, uh, shingles made out of solar panel material, that new, new material that we come up with. Yeah, I don't, I'm not interested in having a leader. And I, that's, I think, one of the, the points I'll disagree with you on. I thank you for the call tonight. Uh, hour number three is coming up. I don't consider politicians my leaders, any of them. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live at 800-259-9231. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Refrigerated Cookie Dough. Who would you bake some love for? Find fun and easy baking ideas at tollhouse.com. Kids love doing arts and crafts projects, especially when you join in. Try channeling all that artistic energy into the kitchen and bake up some creative treats together. Think of your art supplies as the frosting, sprinkles, and decorating gels, and use cookies or cupcakes as your canvas. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday.
This is Free Talk Live, and we are launching into the third hour of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where we give you the features on our site for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Dot com. Uh, you'll find a lot of stuff there. In fact, the main thrust of the site allows you, the listener, to control the content. As you're surfing about the web, you find something that is interesting or useful and you want to share it with our other listeners, you can just submit it as show prep to the freetalklive.com website. And then other listeners get to vote and you also vote on things. You vote on whether you like or dislike uh, different suggestions there. And the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of our website, meaning we're more likely to see it and talk about it on the air. So go to freetalklive.com, get interactive. That's freetalklive.com. As we we go to the phones and the fun. Rick is in Tallahassee listening to WFLA-FM. Hello, Rick. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, Rick. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I um, wanted to go back to talking about the uh, weapons of mass destruction and our um, presence in the Middle East over in Iraq. Sure, sure. Go ahead. All right. I want to make sure I'm not on speakerphone. Sounds fine to me. How's that? Is that better? It's all good. Go ahead, Rick. All right, great. So um, I was 21. I was serving at uh, 101st Airborne, and we jumped in, you know, forward advance. You know, I was in a Ranger Battalion. And we are on the opposite side of uh, Baghdad. Now when uh, Schwarzkopf rolled in with, you know, another few divisions and whatnot, you know, they just got right up into Baghdad pretty early. The uh, oil tankers that they torched up were set off with dirty bombs which is pretty much why, you know, we got out of there and left him in power, because we pretty much, we got smoked. Now, you know, if you remember when they knocked down the um, Trade Center towers and they, uh, you know, wanted to blame that on Iraq and uh, have a reason to go back in, we waited for 11 months, which was plenty enough time to get the uh, chemical and biological weapons out of Iraq, which were, you know, sarin gas, VX gas, botulism, smallpox, just a bunch of junk that we had supplied them during the uh, first Bush administration, which is pretty much when I was serving. I was, you know, 18, 19, um, Bush senior was in power. And we supplied them with that to fight the Iranians. Mm-hmm. And billions and of dollars. The- and oh, it, yeah, oh, by yeah. the way, it wasn't uh, we; it was the U.S. federal government. Because I, I wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't 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 we. You right. know, just, just speaking as far as this nation that's been taken from us. But anyway, go ahead. Um, those uh, dirty bombs that were set off in those tankers that that sent a lot of that. Um, you know, and this guy had used that stuff before against Iranians. He knew how you know wind directions and when the uh, dust storms. You know, we're coming and whatnot, and we, our, uh, our government didn't really um, have a setup with the proper mop level uh, chemical suit gear. A lot of it, you know, has been stuff we were just issued. So you're saying the troops were put in uh, in a dangerous uh, predicament because uh, the government dropped the dropped the ball on getting it the gear. It was a mess. Needed? It was a mess, and it was the first time in military history that. You know, us getting our butts whooped by something we gave them was called a syndrome, you know, Gulf War syndrome. Right. You know, we no, we got gassed, and, um, you know, Agent Orange was Agent Orange, and it, you know, wasn't called some, you know, syndrome, but we got smoked. How do you feel about uh, the way that you were treated? 
No, it was ridiculous. I was I was cleared. I had 20 days to serve, getting out. And uh, you know, all all of a sudden, you know, we're we're on alert. They go into Kuwait. We're on alert, and within three weeks, you know, one it was just one platoon of our battalion got sent over, like two to three months before everybody else showed up, doing salute reports and whatnot. And so we were there for a while. We didn't get affected by any of the fallout or anything, and a lot of and a lot of other people didn't either. But a whole lot of people did. I was a weapon of mass destruction. It doesn't. I don't. You know. I don't care what the government says about the definition of it or not. You know. You run a plane into a building and kill three thousand people. That's a weapon of mass destruction. But you know. Well, it, is it? A, you wouldn't call a five hundred pound bomb from uh, that was dropped on, say, Dresden, Germany. You wouldn't call that a weapon of mass destruction. But that probably would have done a really terrible thing to uh, the World Trade Center. So, I mean, uh, an airplane flying into a building, knocking down one building. Yes, it was a big building, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not ready to call Define that mass destruction. Right? Yeah. I mean, is a grenade well, mass yeah. destruction? Is it more than two people dying? Three people dying? Is there a certain arbitrary number that's been selected to determine what a weapon of mass destruction is yeah who's who's you know whose definition is that that's politicians definition yeah i think if you you know if you, the, if you send five american divisions over to the middle east for the you know the last 10 years killing thousands of, of middle easterns that that in itself that army is a weapon of mass destruction well observed rick and i thank you for the call tonight i appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 let's talk to russell in Alabama, listening, I believe, to WDNG. Uh, Hello, Russell. Hi, guys. I was wondering what your opinion is of the lack of uh, cultural understanding of the American people. I live down here in Alabama, and I'm amazed that people know absolutely nothing about classical music, traditional jazz. They don't read books. I mean, I could talk about opera, and I'll ask people a question like, well, can you name three Italian opera composers and I couldn't possibly looking. name those those things. I mean what I guess my question for you is what makes you think that your culture is somehow uh, more valid than anyone else's? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I was going to ask you guys, uh, is that important? Do you think we need to know about opera? I think reading is probably a fairly important thing to be able to do, uh, but I honestly, uh, while I can read and while I like to read, I don't read as much as I sh- think I should. I don't read as much as I would like to uh, read. But I think other things like that are, are pastimes and, uh, and entertainment interests, and I think the, there are a lot of people, I mean, to, to suggest well, that... Uh, opera is the superlative of the human voice. I mean, you, you, um, you can't just brush it off as, well, it's the same as rap music or, or country, because it isn't. It's a superlative in in a particular area. Well, down here, when I go to the when I go to the gym, my colleagues basically they're watching ESPN, one of the ESPNs, or they'll put on uh, that CW network. It's just it's inane stuff that people <laughs> care about now. And so I started. A, I got basically so upset, and I said, "Well, I'm going to start a blog." So two weeks ago, I started a blog, and I started promoting reading and the arts and. Real education. I, mean, I know people down here with college educations, and they don't even really know anything about about any type of arts. I mean, it's it's just totally amazing. Yet they know college football and they know baseball. And I, you know, I'm just I'm so dissatisfied that I said, well, I'm going to start a blog. And unfortunately, you guys know these blogs. You know, ninety nine point nine percent of them just 
they just die, right? I think I think yeah. that you're doing the exactly right thing. I don't know if uh, opera is uh, is an important issue or classical music or any of these things. I wouldn't know, but I do think that what you should do is put out in the marketplace, uh, you know, what your idea is and and see how it goes. You know, nurture it. At the very least, it edifies you. Go ahead and plug your blog. Uh, what, what did you say about my blog? Plug Go it. Go ahead and pronounce it. Plug it. Um, it's, 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 well, can I give it to you guys off, off the air, and you guys can have a look at it? Well, why no, wouldn't you just want to give it on the air? Uh, you get some visitors. As soon okay, as you plug sure. it, I'm going to let uh, you go. <laughs> it's, uh, it's called The Deanna Review, and Deanna is spelled D-E-A-N-N-A, just like the girl's name, uh, thedeannareview.blogspot.com. Now, good. Uh, dullards, I, th- I think that might be a word here to describe. Bread and circuses, perhaps. Um, and they, maybe it comes back to what we were talking about earlier, where the the governments in, instituted this school system, which is essentially an indoctrination system that is designed to kind of bring people down to the lowest common denominator and then push that uh, lowest common denominator as low as uh, it possibly can go with you know still giving people the basics they'll need to be able to operate a cash register or something like that. Um, I, I share some of your frustrations, and I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, I think there's also a bit of, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Elitism. Yeah, okay, that's the hoity-toityness <laughs> uh, that involved in, in the comment as well. And uh, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Mark, you may say that opera is the superlative of the human voice, but try putting a guitar in one of those opera, uh, operatists' hands. See if uh, they can noodle that There are virtuosos to play the guitar, too. More coming up. You take control. Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, and bring up anything. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you will find there totally free. Head on over and enjoy various different things like our listening options or news updates. You can get signed up. And you'll be kept in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to news.freetalklive.com to get on the various different delivery uh, methods we have there. We've got, of course, email, which is the uh, the best way to receive the updates, in my opinion. But maybe you like Twitter or Facebook. You'd prefer to get them that way. You can do that, too. Go to news.freetalklive.com uh, to do that. Now, are you frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live? I know I was. Are you tired of the oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life? It just keeps getting worse, doesn't it? If you knew that thousands of liberty-loving people were all moving to the same place and getting active, would you join them? I did, and you can. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. One of the best things I've ever done has been moving here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. I've just had the privilege of meeting some of uh, and working with and becoming friends with uh, some of the just the best people that I've I've ever met. It's been a great time. Mark, what do you think? I, I It's home. Indeed. Yeah. So go to freestateproject.org as we go to, uh, to the phones and the fun. Mark, listening 
to KUSA Hi. in Washington. Hello, Mark. Hi, how are you? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Doing great. I'd like to talk about the uh, war a little bit. I think that the biggest mistake Bush made was to not get out after we had defeated the uh, army there. Uh, we Basically, I had a son-in-law that was uh, flying an F-15 there. In the first two to three days, we totally uh, demolished most of what they had. And within two weeks, they were helpless other than small arms. I would agree with this this assertion entirely. Now, I don't think we should have gone, but that's in retrospect. I, I would say that at the time, I will admit at the time, I was for it. Because uh, you believed the lies, right? right I did. A, a war is a conflict between nations, and that nation was destroyed that night uh, when the shock and awe campaign uh, came about. What uh, I think Bush was concerned with, and, and one has to wonder what would have happened if we, the United States did leave, and then Saddam Hussein comes, uh, you know, comes out of his little hole in the ground and says hey i'm in charge it, it's it's an interesting thing but if uh if if when bush lands the airplane on the deck of uh of, of the, the the aircraft carrier and says uh, a mission accomplished if they sent all the troops on the first thing smoking home that would have been called a victory oh yeah he would have been a hero instead he became a tyrant uh in people's eyes at least yeah, but he uh, did what he was supposed to do, right? He kept it going because if he hadn't kept it going, then his buddies in the military-industrial complex would have, uh, you know, the contracts would have dried up to some extent. Yes, I'm, I'm sure there was some of that going on, too. Oh, you better believe but it. Here, here's the biggest mistake I think we make of late in these wars that we get into. Whenever we fight uh, people that will not wear a uniform that will not come forward and, and say, hey, I'm going to fight you. Here I am. Look at me. They just hide behind their women and their children. They go into their mosques, into their hospitals, and hide so that we won't bomb them. They won't come out and fight, so how can we win? It's it's an impossible war to win. Why would you want to go after somebody who's hiding um, hiding in their house uh, from you? I mean, what really, what's the point at that point? Yeah, you can't win an occupation. You can only just, uh, you know, just continue pouring money into it and pouring lives into it. You're so right. And, and so uh, Afghanistan is another one of these wars mm. that we cannot win. We'll be there forever killing our boys. I don't think anyone knows what winning is in Afghanistan. I mean, I, yeah. if, if somebody would describe what winning looks like in Afghanistan, I'd love to hear it. But the, the State Department, um, you know, Obama's own guys have said that uh, win, the only reason they're in Afghanistan at this point, the, the biggest reason they're left in Afghanistan, is because the president has said this is his war. Every bomb that is dropped, every uh, bullet that is fired over there just encourages more violence. It's uh, violence begetting violence. The more they kill people, uh, the more they kill innocent people, and they are, the more innocent people will become killers. The more innocent people will uh, will decide to vow their lives to uh, destroy the, you know, the, the evil uh, U.S. government, and I uh, can't blame them for doing that, because once you're you've had your family taken from you or your home destroyed and your, your neighborhood uh, ripped apart, then what else do you have to do with your life at that point besides get some yeah. sort of vengeance? I don't believe that vengeance is the right thing to do, but I can't blame anybody for it. I totally understand it. So I, I'm going to agree with Michael Savage on something here. Oh, gosh. I know maybe you think he's radical, but I believe he's right on this point. We need to get out and get out as soon as we can. And if they insist on doing warlike things against us, trying to kill us, 
then we have to declare war on where they are, not not try and go who in and figure they? out who they are. Well, who? if they're in Afghanistan, who? if they all converge, all the terrorists. The terrorists are in can... Washington, D.C. <laughs> well, well, I... I, I, I would don't like think to, so. to I make mean, this yes, point I too. I do think so, but I, I think we also have made enemies there, and they think their duty is to kill us if we're not going to praise Allah. There are uh, there are places there there are parts of what I uh, of what you say that I agree with, but what you need to understand is I don't mean just get the United States military out of there. I mean getting the oil the any any um, United States funded security that goes with the oil companies because there's no reason the oil companies sh- um, security should be paid for by the by the United States taxpayer. That means no oil subsidies. That means nothing. The United States government gets its business, it gets its nose out of other people's business. And then I think you will see an entirely different world stage. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen at that point. And I'm never going to uh, agree with uh, killing innocent people while we uh, go after the bad guys. But I, I think that uh, what it needs to be understood is it's not just taking a few soldiers out and calling that a withdrawal. Well, uh, and I agree with you, but hasn't war always been about, unfortunately, but innocent people get killed in war, and not just by the U.S. It's time no, to stop I mean, it. Ja- it's time to stop it. You're right, it has. Clearly, you're correct people, about that. The Germans killed a lot of people, on and on, yeah. that didn't deserve to be killed. They weren't even soldiers, nope. but but it's unavoidable in it is avoidable war. if you don't go to war, and uh, and that's what I'd like to see, and I thank you for the call tonight. I totally understand where the people are coming from when they're saying, well, this is war. People die in war. Obviously, that's true, and that's reason enough to stop doing them. Just stop. 1-800-259-9231. But then they wouldn't get the contracts, and they wouldn't be able to aggregate more power to themselves, and the, the government has all of the interest in the world to continue uh, warring around the world, to continue starting conflicts, because as long as there's an enemy, then there's a reason for them to exist. As long as there's something to fight against, some sort of uh, international uh, scary thing like the terrorists or the immigrants or the drug dealers, they've the always ideal man. They've got something to point to that they can say, "Aha, this is why you need us." As I think it was Chairman Creedy said uh, in the, the V for Vendetta, you it's it's proof to people that, "Oh, see, we need this government around to keep us safe from all those darn terrorists around the world." When in point of fact, the government is actually putting you in danger by going around the world and blowing things up creating and killing terrorists. people. They're creating the terrorists that they want you to be afraid of. And it just creates them, uh, to, gives them more reasons to stick around and expand their bureaucracies and get ever more intrusive into our lives and create a police state. And then before you know it, you've got terrorists and you don't have freedom anymore. Great. 800-259-9231. You take control. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This 
is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And, of course, you can visit us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy a variety of features. Uh, They're all free for you. And if you want to help support the show, go to promote.freetalklive.com. And get a list of things that you can do to help get Free Talk Live on more radio stations. Get in, uh, get us into more ears around the world. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. By the way, there's something that I've been wanting to mention here uh, that I've just been forgetting about mentioning. And uh, it's Saturday night, so it's as good as time as any to uh, to get it out there. Healing Our World is one of my favorite liberty books. It's a great introduction to the ideas of freedom. And especially so if you're targeting it uh, to somebody who maybe comes from the liberal persuasion, because Dr. Mary Ruart, the author of Healing Our World, really approaches things from a perspective of compassion. And she does an amazing job at uh, at communicating the ideas of honoring our neighbor's choices and, un- and consequences for you know, using force, aggressive force on people. It's just it's it's got to be my favorite. It's got probably my top favorite liberty oriented book of all time. And we had the pleasure of being able to interview Dr. Uh, Mary Ruart on this program in the past from the, the Liberty Forum. She's a, a nice lady, very fine lady. And uh, I traded a couple emails with her. And at one point, I'd asked her about turning it into an audiobook, turning Healing Our World into an audiobook. And she mentioned that she thought it had already been done. And she was going to dig around and see if she could find it. And sure enough, she did. And, of course, uh, those of you that have been listening to the show for a little while know that Dr. Ruart has been offering Healing Our World in ebook form or in, uh, you know, you can read it online on her website in webpage form for free. And that's been on, on I guess, for years. It's been on her site for yeah, years. quite a few years. The, the 1990s edition of her book. There's an aughts edition that, that came out this decade that is much, you know, it's better. It's got updated information, some additional pages to it. But the 90s edition is still a kick-butt read. It's just a great book. And it's so awesome that she has released it to the public. So at freekeen.com, which is my blog site, we've taken uh, the uh, the text from her website. One of the local activists here in Keene took the text from her website and turned that text into a PDF version of uh, the book and turned it into, I think, an ebook version or a, a uh, let's see, it was an ebook, and then there's the uh, the Amazon Kindle, the Kindle version, EPUB, I think is what that is. And anyway, so there's now like a, a handful of different digital versions of that particular book. And then finally, she got back to me and said that she had found it and that she was going to ship it out to me, the audiobook version of Healing Our World. She did. She shipped it out. We took the, the MP3s and put them online. And so now you can download the audio version of Healing Our World completely free over at book.freekeen.com. That's book.freekeen.com. Thanks to Dr. Mary Roart and a guy named S. Adam Shahid, who was actually the, the guy that turned it into uh, the audio book. So it's up there and it's free at book.freekeen.com. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. SACL's major sponsor of Free Talk Live, SACL CAI. Ladies, come first on Free Talk Live. Let's talk to Jackie in San Antonio, Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jackie. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, super. What's on your mind tonight? I was listening to you, and, uh, and but what you said about education and the government dumbing us down, just stuck a, a needle in my craw. I just, I had to call. I've never called a show like this before, but Excellent. that's ridiculous because I grew up in the 60s. I'm African-American. Okay. I was forced to 
read when I was three and a half years old. When my mother realized I could, I taught myself to read. Nobody taught me. I just picked up the books and I started reading because she was always reading to me. I don't know how it happened, but it just, I just picked up the words phonetically. I'm good. So okay. when she saw that and realizing what education was like for African-Americans, secondhand books, many pages missing, having to share books, two, two, two students to one book. Okay. And this was the sixties. This was not, you know, 1930s. This was in your lifetime. Okay. In my lifetime, in most Americans' lifetime. The African-American parents of that day took those kids and made sure you got the education that you needed to get what was needed to be done, whether she had to move me to another school, whether she had to put me in a Catholic school, whether she had to have someone tutor. She didn't care. She made sure it got done, irregardless of what the government gave us in substandard education, okay? So you can't say that it's the government because the government is not the part of education. It's the parents that are part of the education. If you don't have the parents in the community behind you, they can't do squat. Yes, you will get the lowest common denominator. Jackie, I understand where you're coming from. Parental involvement in their children's education is a critical factor toward their success. No doubt about that. I don't think I downed the parents at all. I think what I was pointing out is that the government school system The is, one that your mom was so upset about having to send you to. Yeah. Um, it, you know, I'm not talking about the the, uh, the private schools or homeschooling. I think if you want your kids to be educated, taking it into your own hands is the best way to handle it. Or better yet, allowing your kids to decide for themselves what educational methods and, uh, and doctrine to pursue, what subjects to pursue that's, in my opinion, unschooling is uh, is the best way to go about it. Uh, the doctor uh, it was not doctor. Excuse me, I don't know if he is a doctor, but uh, John Taylor Gatto is the New York was the New York State Teacher of the Year, and he's I think he's in his 80s today, uh, but he's still out there and he's still speaking, and he's got uh, he's one of those folks that actually released his books uh, for free on his website as well, where he he really talks about the history of the government uh, school system in this country, and and you know the evidence shows that the more the government has become involved. In in education, the worse people's uh, education has become. So that's not a slight against parents. It's it's just to point out what uh, the system is all about. It's about keeping people ignorant. Well, I disagree. I think the factor today is that the parents are not involved as much as, as my parents and the parents of my How generation. could they be involved? They're being taxed to death in order to pay for these government schools. I mean, these government schools, in, in, right here in Keene, New Hampshire, where we do this show, it's $14,000 a year at least uh, to, for the government to educate uh, a, a one child. You can get a private school education for less than that, and, and doing homeschooling is a fraction of that, uh, of that cost. And the private school and homeschool kids are getting better educations across the board than uh, the government school kids. And that private school is going to insist on parental involvement. Parental involvement is a very important, Jackie. We're not disagreeing with you on that. However, what we are saying is that the government is not responsible for educating your kid. It doesn't. If your kid walks out of a public school, like 20% of them do nationwide, and up to 40% of them in some communities, unable to read, nobody at that school is going to get fired. Now, if you you can uh, you could bring a private school to court over that. However, a public school, 
Good luck. And if you think about it from this perspective, Jackie, um, the government school system actually, to some extent, discourages parental involvement by simply the fact, by virtue of the fact that they exist in the first place. Oh, don't worry about it. Just send your kids to us. We'll take care of them for eight hours a day and we'll give them an, uh, an education. Uh, and the, the, the government's answer to parents not being involved, involved, as we mentioned last night on this program, there's a story out of Detroit about how one government bureaucrat there has proposed jail time for parents that don't show up for parent-teacher conferences. So their solution to parental involvement is to threaten violence against them, whereas the entire system is, is essentially designed to discourage their involvement. Oh, you've picked a good school system. Just don't worry about it. Send your kids to us and we'll take care of them. You don't have to, you don't have to really be concerned. This is our job. We're the ones who are the educators. You're just the parents. So I think there's, to some extent there's that message out there. I think you're being unfair in that the government has to take everybody, the private schools can choose the best of the flock and say, okay, we'll just take the smart ones, you keep the dumb ones, you work with them. Okay, so there's not, there's not a comparison there between public school and private But the school. government schools, while you're right, the government schools take everybody. They also force everybody to the same curriculum. They force everybody into this one-size-fits-all government school uh, system and, and, and curriculum where the dumber or the, or the less uh, fast kids are put in the same uh, classes with the, the smarter kids there because uh, th- that, that makes it so that the smarter kids have to essentially slow down in order to be, you know, allow the, the slower kids to catch up, which results and them being restless in class and having behavioral problems, which results in the government schools uh, demanding that they be put on things like Ritalin because uh, while the classes are so boring to them, they're not being challenged, so on and so forth. I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. uh, And you can take control of the airwaves. You can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. What's your experience with the government schools? We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but maybe enough time for your call. If you make it now to 1-800-259-9231, joining you tonight is Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you will find there completely free, including archives. So if you've missed a moment of the program, you can go and download them right there from the front page of the site. I've referenced a couple of shows from past, uh, past days in this week, and a lot of you listening, if you're listening on the radio... Unfortunately, your radio station doesn't carry our uh, weekday program. Some of them do. Uh, And if your radio station doesn't carry our weekday program, you're welcome to contact the program director on Monday. And first of all, tell tell him or her thank you for airing Free Talk Live on the weekends and tell him you want to hear more Free Talk Live. Um, but in the meantime, you can visit our website and enjoy our archives right there on the front page, the last week's worth, and then click into the archive section, and you'll be taken back to years' worth of the, the show, all the way back to uh, late 2006, all free and courtesy of HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name, or .anything for that matter. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. Use that portal we've created, hostgator.freetalklive.com. Get your first month completely free, hostgator.freetalklive.com. You know, uh, we were on the phone with Jackie earlier, and she was calling to defend the government school system, saying that she believes that the problem with education today is that the parents aren't involved. And I think that if you take two 
kids in the government school system. You compare one where parents are involved and another where parents aren't. I think the kid with the parents' involvement will be doing better in the government school system. I, I think there's no doubt about that. I think she's absolutely correct in that statement. However, I don't blame parents for not being involved when we have such a situation in this country today where it's so hard to make ends meet when you have to pay a 60% of your income in various different taxes. You've got property tax. You've got income tax. You've got uh, various different sales taxes. And Why would you want to be involved with the government's school system? You this want to be involved with your kid's education. I agree, but if you are that involved, then why, <laughs> then why would you send them to government school? Likely you would send them, if, if that is what you care about so much, it's unlikely you would send them to government schools. I'm not saying that that, that circumstance doesn't exist. I just think that it's less likely to be the case. Huh. I don't the public school I went to and granted it wasn't recently. I, I, I never saw a parent involved. I never saw any, re, you know, the, I never saw the bureaucrats have any kind of apparatus for them to be involved. My there mom was, would go to and, and volunteer at the library. Okay, so you know she put books on the shelves. Um, but I'm talking about being involved in their child's education. That's not right. really being involved. That's being involved with the school. The school. Uh, uh, right. I mean, being a, involved meaning uh, helping your kids with homework. But and it, it, it's what like they tell them that they're supposed to learn. And you know, when I think back to high school, I can't think of too much I learned in high school that I find useful in data. Day-to-day, day-to-day yeah, life. not really. I mean, I just, I, what was my mom going to do in helping me with trigonometry and analytic geometry? It's a glorified prison camp. I mean, really is what the government school experience is. And there's so many problems with it. It's so broken. Uh, and even if you can point to a government school that's doing something better than another government school, you're still just comparing broken systems. You're comparing cancer, essentially. Well, if you want a be- the government school system, you cannot argue this, is a monopoly, right? And you know you get your worst service out of a monopoly. Granted, nobody, not everybody has to send their kid to the government school system, but everybody has to pay for it. And whether they educate the way you want them to or not, they'll take your house away if you choose not to support it. Yeah. So you have this problem of customer kids service. There, you go to jail. Right. You uh, well, you have to send your kids somewhere and is If you don't send your kids somewhere where they approve of, you go to jail. That 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 much is true. So uh, you you have this uh the situation where people of course are apathetic. I have no control of the government school in my town except that I'm not going to send my kid there. Yep. Why do why should I be involved? I mean, they're just robbing me for however much money a month or a year that they they get out of me in order to spend $14,000 per student or whatever it is that they spend. It's outrageous. But all over the country, they pay more per student uh, to educate a, a public school student than they do a private school. My and everybody would agree that you get a better education out of a private school. The, the property taxes are so high here, and it's bulk. the bulk of the property taxes here in Keene, New Hampshire, are the school system. I think that's 60%. true in most places. It's 60% of the property taxes. Where you live, it's 80%, Mark. 80% of the property taxes are going to uh, the government schools. And uh, my, my tenants couldn't afford to live in my house anymore it's just it was just the economy's too difficult they're being taxed too much because when they're paying my 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 rent they're paying my property taxes and if i didn't have property taxes that were as high they would be able to keep more of the money that they earn and then in a a true free marketplace they'd be able to send their daughter to whatever school they thought was best and and then parents would be more involved in their kids education because they'd have to choose where to send their kids to school they they'd be involved involved to some extent from day 1 they would have to make that ultimate choice of taking the time to actually look at the schools that they could send their kids to and choosing one of those schools or maybe the school that 
they're looking for doesn't exist, in which case they could start one with some other parents that were interested in the same ideas, like, you know, an atheist school or something like that, right? So they, they would actually have to be involved right there from the very first point, and then to whatever extent the, that school would want them involved, they would also have to be involved uh, at that level as well. So the government school system, I think, dis- dissuades parental involvement to some extent. Let's continue with your thoughts. Judy is on the line, listening in Tallahassee, Florida, to WFLAFM. Hello, Judy. Hi there. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to respond to the lady who said that the the private schools can just uh, reject the dumber students and take the smarter ones, because that is really not true. I I have taught at a private school here in Tallahassee, and a lot of the government sponsorship is for very low-income families who are very concerned that their children are not getting an education, and so they apply to the school. And we have kids come in who can't read, who can't, uh, don't know phonics, who don't have any kind of uh, education, it doesn't seem like. Don't, don't uh, government and, schools pretty much, haven't they pretty much abandoned phonics? Um, aren't they doing the Seasight method or whatever it's called? Yeah, yeah. Pretty Which is much. crazy. Um, I mean, that's that's a good system for kids that are, you know, below the age of four or whatever. But if you want, uh, you know, kids four, five, six to start learning to read, you're going to have to teach them phonics. Right, because it makes sense and it gives you a, a cross-the-board base for, okay, what did we learn? Uh, which sound did we learn? What sound does B make? It says B. And it always says B. And they know that, and when they see it, they say, Buh. and it, it works. So anyways, um, I have taught children who were way below grade level, and the problem I've had is the parents feel like, well, either I or the state is paying, so now I don't have to be involved at all. It's, mm-hmm. You know, I'm paying you to do this. So we are getting way, like, half as much as public school teachers and having a lot more responsibility. But we have got all of the levels of um, intelligence in our classroom, all of the levels of parental involvement in our classroom. We have pretty much a mirror image of what's happening in the public schools and the the thing you do is to work with every single student to make sure that by the end of the year um, they are where they need to be before you do the testing. Now, the difference being, though, that if the the parents aren't happy with how their kids are learning or what their kids are learning, they can pull their kids out of the private school. And that's uh, oh, that yeah. means that the private school has to do a better job than the government school. You know, it's a labor of love for the teachers in private schools because I, it's my experience, they almost to a person make less than uh, than public school teachers. I'm sure that there's some uh, you know some preparatory schools out there that pay their their teachers more, but I think that it's you were talking about the 90th percentile of private school teachers get paid less than public. Judy, school. thank you for the call and the thoughts yeah. tonight. I appreciate the uh, the expertise. And let's go to John listening to WGMD in Delaware. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Hey there. Good evening. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, John? Well, I, I just again wanted to respond to the lady that uh, kind of whining. I thought about you know the public schools are forced to take all the dregs that are left over that nobody else wants, and, and you know nothing could be further from the truth. 
the point she was really making is that those kids are incapable of learning, and that's why their performance in public schools are so poor. Um, Not true. I, rem- I, I remember an incident back in, I think, the 80s, where the Cardinal in New York City challenged the city to send any student that they didn't want in the public school system to the parochial school system. They would take them and educate them. No questions asked. And I bet they did it, too. I bet they were able to take the so-called dumb kids and turn them into uh, pretty smart kids. Absolutely did, and it, it was through discipline and a good structured system. And, a system um, that actually cares, that uh, that has the incentive to care because, well, if they don't do a good job, they'll lose the business. And Thanks public schools don't have to take whomever. I can tell you, I got kicked out of the public school system. They didn't want me back. All right, we are out of time for tonight. If we didn't get to you, we apologize. Call us on Monday night. We'll talk to you then. And don't forget, tomorrow night uh, on freetalklive.com, we got our internet-only Sunday show. We'll see you then. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you.